Hello, and welcome to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Mm-hmm. With my beautiful fiance. Oh, thanks, honey. I love this setup way better because I can look at you. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll probably have already noticed, but we got a little two-camera setup going on. So you Maybe have to... a little bit ratchet. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we're not doing this for us. So. No. But uh, comment below if you like this one better or if you like it when we're sitting next to each other. I mean, technically, we're still next to each other, but... We got a little bit more space. Yeah, and I can turn my head and look at you more. Yeah. You know, instead mm-hmm. of, like, cranking my neck because you're sitting right next to me. Oh, yeah. Um, Happy Sunday. Yeah. So what we do today, honey? What did we do this morning? Walk them through it. What we do today? Today we checked out. Crank open my beer real quick. (laughs) Sparkling water. Yeah. You know what? My coffee sounds delicious right now. So this morning we went to a new church. Mm -hmm. Um, Flat sure did. This is the second Sunday that we've been in the new city. Mm -hmm. And this was the second church we tried out because the first one was not a good fit. Mm -hmm. So today we went to a completely different one and we're going to try out the other campus because there's more than one. Um, So once we do that, then I think it'll be a little bit better. But Mm -hmm. the the message and the pastor was very promising at this one. Yeah. The first Sunday, we just we just scratched it. We were Mm. just like, this just isn't for us. And it was literally within like (coughs) five minutes. Yeah. You know what was really, really different, honey, is so when we went to the first church, worship did not feel like worship. No, it didn't. At it all. didn't. Yeah. Like you could not feel the yeah, spirit in there. Whatsoever. It it was it it was weird almost. It was empty. Yeah. It felt empty. Which I don't mm-hmm. like saying because it makes it sound bad. Yeah. But that's truly how it felt. Yeah. Um that was that was the first thing I noticed when we when we walked in. And then they started playing and stuff like that. I I just felt the presence of God in the room. I think a lot of that just comes with honor, too, because I don't think at the first church people actually meant what they were singing about. And at this church, people like the songs we sang today were the most basic Christian songs like they're on the radio station, everything like it was goodness of God, Waymaker. Um, battle wait battle belongs yeah um phil wilkins song so like those are like the three most basic songs right everyone knows them but what it really comes down to is do you actually mean the words you say when you sing them and at this if we would have sang those same songs at the first church we went to it wouldn't have meant the same because yeah. the presence of God was not in the room. Well, yeah. yeah. At least to the extent of what we felt today. Yeah. And it was like, do you know, they didn't know the power of the words that they were singing and the songs that they were singing. Don't get me wrong. The worship leader at the other one, the way that she like talked in between songs and like just the things that she said, for my opinion, it felt like she meant them. Yeah. But yeah. it was like, this was not the audience that was receiving it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just, it, yeah, yeah, I don't think that they knew why they were there. I yeah. think they thought that they were checking off a box of to-dos and it was very, I need to go to this church because it's Sunday and I feel like I've been really blessed and I feel like I owe it to the Lord to show up on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. There were people breaking down and because i was like looking around the room Mm -hmm. that one guy next to us i want to talk to him yeah like he so this he was 
literally speaking in tongues the whole service. Yeah, it was incredible. And it wasn't like a pay attention to me. It was just like, just looking at him, I could see the Holy Spirit in him. Yeah. Like we didn't talk to him. I couldn't tell, like I couldn't hear what Mm -hmm. he was saying from where I was at. I could kind of hear it, but the thing with speaking in tongues is you don't understand And that's not what it's for. That's not what, exactly. He was having a conversation with God and it was very personal and no one else was in the room. Yeah. Like that's what he looked like. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was incredible to witness that. That one guy behind us, um, or not behind us, behind him, he was like in his seventies and he came up to, did you hear him? He came up to him and he was like, we need more people like you in this oh, church. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And he was like, thank you so much. I got to go though. I got to see my family mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to say something to him too, but he was, he was in a rush. I think his wife and his newborn were in the back or something like that. Yeah. There was a little kid. Yeah. But yeah, honey. So, um, first we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, like how how Michelle and I are going about finding the right church. And again, this is just what we look for. Some other people may look for something else, but what we believe and how to find the right church is the way Jesus wanted it to be. So we're going to talk about just how we're going about it. Y'all don't have to agree with us. Michelle and I aren't perfect. This is just what we're doing to find the correct church in our area. And I know how many times I get asked this question is, I don't know how to get plugged into community. I don't know what church to find, stuff like that. So we're just going to cover everything. And also we're going to go over a little bit about what the church covered today because we got some heat. It was so good. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get into details on it, but it was was really, really good. (laughs) All right, honey. So number one, go for it. Um, like what we look for. Yeah. Okay. Also, by the way, this is completely hands-free. Michelle and I, like we're sitting down with coffee and we're just going to talk. Yeah. We did not prepare anything for yeah. this. Um, we also really didn't have a conversation about it at all. Yeah. It we was, just said we're going to talk about this. Well, you did, you did film a video in the gym yesterday mm-hmm. asking me yeah. what we're looking for, but it was very short. Very broad. Um, yeah. So we'll go a little bit more into detail about what you look for and and how you know and everything. Mm -hmm. The very first thing is feeling welcome. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times there are some churches, unfortunately, that have a certain audience walking in there. It feels like you're the odd man out. Mm. That's kind of how I felt at the first church we went to. Um, It was people that cared a lot about, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean this in a judgmental way. This is just personally my opinion and what I felt walking in there. It was, everyone was kind of in the same boat. Um, They were all probably working corporate jobs, Mm -hmm. made plenty of money. Very, very wealthy. Yeah. And and you can tell by the cars in, in the parking lot. I felt like the odd man out. Yeah. I did not. Now, the welcoming crew was very friendly. Yeah, um, everyone that was on staff there at the church was so nice. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, usually after worship, we say a prayer and then they tell you, turn around and say hello to someone near you. Granted, there weren't very many people around us yeah, where were. we were sitting. But just looking around the audience, I did not feel like everyone was friendly enough to be like, hi, good morning. Like, how are you? It's so nice to meet you. Like we just moved here and like, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to make community. Like I just didn't feel like we could do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something that, what what was the pastor's name today? We need to shout him out. He's legit, dude. John. It's John, isn't it? Yeah. It's John something. John McKenzie, I think. John McKenzie. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, dude, he's he's incredible, and he's really funny. He is really he really is funny. hilarious. Um, he said this one joke today. It was something really early on in the service. He was like, you know, some of y'all just come in on Sunday and you know praise Jesus, and then Monday through Saturday, you know, y'all are just lame. Y'all don't praise Jesus. It, it was something like oh, that, yeah. and just the way he said it was hilarious. It wasn't like it a- wasn't like an attack or anything. It yeah. was very like it was just funny. Yeah. Like it was, it was really funny the way he said it. It was lighthearted. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was lighthearted. It wasn't an attack on anyone. So this is something that John was talking about today. He said that there are a lot of churches that, and we talked about this in the car about the box, mm-hmm. where y'all have a box, and there are people in the box that check about what y'all are looking for in a church. It's basically like a target target audience, mm-hmm. and then all the other people that are outside of the box do not feel welcomed at all. Um, and what he was saying is he was saying, this is the easiest way to do it, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not easy to just target people that are lost because they just have baggage, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is something that I've really learned a lot about too, especially with me being on the internet and stuff like that. It's like, I, I have a past with, you know, alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. And it feels like that's a lot of people's past with Christianity, Mm -hmm. but then there are also people's past with, Hey, I used to have sex with men. Yeah. And now I want a family. Yeah. And it's, or on, on it, on the same spectrum. Hey, I used to be transgender. Yeah. And now like I'm heterosexual and and I I want to have Jesus. Yeah. And I love Jesus and want to have a family. And it's one of those things where, especially in the West, it's hard for churches to accept the, homosexuals and the transgender for just them being humans too it's still the same sin in god's eyes it's just so abnormal that it's hard for churches to accept that i think that's what john was really talking about today is just being welcomed for everyone Mm -hmm. jesus didn't have a he wasn't just talking to the people who may have had sex before marriage and now they love Jesus. Yeah. He was talking to everyone who was poor. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the first thing is welcoming. It was very, very diverse. And this morning. Yeah. And, and this campus also wasn't the main campus. Michelle and I made a boo-boo. Wait, hold on. Michelle trusted someone else's Google review. Michelle made a (laughs) boo-boo, but I also take half the blame because I didn't look myself. I took her word for it. (laughs) Usually she's good at these things. So I'm like, you got it, honey. I'll just listen to you. Hop to my little car. You know, but then we get there and we're like, ah, I don't think. He was on the screen. Yeah, he was on the screen, unfortunately. But so we're going to go the other one. The main one. The main one. But that's the crazy thing is even at this one. Yeah. On the screen, it was still diverse. Yeah. Like blacks, whites, Middle Eastern, Asian, Asian, old people, young people, kids, like teenagers. We, yeah, teenagers. Like we we saw everything. And something at my old church, one thing that his name's Daniel Groves, he would always say at the beginning of the service, he's like, take a second to look around. This is what heaven looks like. Mm-hmm. And you take a look around and literally it's it's everything like ex-Muslims, ex-Hindus, Asians, whites, blacks, you know, people that are disabled, like everything. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's really, really powerful to when you walk in a church, is it diverse or is it like people that are white and have a lot of money? Have a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's a really good indicator, too, is if it's actually welcoming to everyone, if, you know, if it's actually diverse or not. Mm-hmm. Um, now, having said that, not everyone's church is people's cup of tea, right? Right. So this is something that uh, Tim talked about a couple of podcasts ago that I talked to you about. If you walk into the supermarket and you want a soda, the person who likes Coke shouldn't hate the person who likes Dr. Pepper. Right. Because they're still getting the same thirst quench. Right. 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 That's the same thing with church. Yeah. When you go to a church, are you still getting the same fulfillment right. <laughs> with the spirit when you go? Right. It doesn't matter who teaches it. Right. As long as they're teaching it correctly. But that that can be that can be our second point. Second point <clears throat> of, like about. Yeah, I was kind of that, that was kind of spilling over to like our second. point. I had a feeling we already know all the points because we're just so in sync with everything. <laughs> so the second so about one. The the se- message? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I think uh, like you said, everyone has a little bit of ta- like different taste when it comes to messages. So mm-hmm. uh, you and I are very we like to be convicted mm-hmm. and we like the tough love messages yeah. mm-hmm. of speaking the Bible to us in a way that we've never read it before, yep. which is what we experienced this morning. Yep. And it was very powerful. Mm-hmm. At the previous church, there was a couple Bible verses mentioned, um, but the entire message was about basically how to be successful. Oh, so weird. It was very strange. Um, felt like I, I was watching a YouTube video in person. And and the, the person that spoke comes from speaking to businesses yeah and going to business conferences mm-hmm. and that's where i felt like we were yeah i don't want to like give too much detail yeah. because i don't want to like yeah. rat out this church but um there was a couple chants about money yeah at the start of the service which made me really uncomfortable yeah um it was very prosperity gospel yeah and i felt nothing when I left, yeah. I felt like I did not learn a single thing. Is it okay to want a successful business? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. You're an entrepreneur. You know yeah. what that mindset mm-hmm. is like. But if you're not at the feet of Jesus, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And your spiritual growth is far more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not feel like I received anything from that message mm-hmm. at all. And Last today, Sunday, not this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. Um, the message was like a perfect combination of convicting to those who are already following Jesus yeah, and then loving towards those who might not be following him yet. It was the perfect combination. Not only convicting, but also we learned to not only was it like convicting and we were getting called out. I don't think we got called out on too many things today. Um, It was just like a reiteration of, of what we've kind of been talking about and something that God's been working on my, my heart specifically about. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just kind of like bringing it to the surface and like making me acknowledge it a little bit more, which was in a healthy way. Um, I left feeling like I wanted to go be friends with literally everyone. Even those that comment mean hateful comments Mm -hmm. on our videos and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like I just, yeah. It made me want to pour out Jesus's love even more. Yeah, I I definitely learned a lot. But yeah, like Michelle said, we like Bible teachings. Right. And we like it in different perspectives as well. And we can get into it a little bit later about this one parable I wanted to talk about. But there's like, and because Michelle and I go to non-denominational church, what I have found in non-denominational churches is there is a very 
loving church where they talk a lot about Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, which is absolutely amazing. However, once you have received Jesus' love, how many more times do you need to hear it? Right. Right? Once you have received Jesus' love and the Holy Spirit's within you and alive, then you need to learn about how to actually grow spiritually and Mm -hmm. how to teach others, Mm -hmm. right? So I told her, you know, as we were moving to the city, it would be cool if we had a combination of her church and my church because my church was very, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And her church was very, this is how the Bible reads it. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry, we don't live for people, we live for Jesus, right? And her and I still like the Jesus loves you messages here and there because sometimes you just need an encouraging word. But I think today was a very, very good combination of both. It was literally perfect. He did such a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I definitely learned a lot. So yeah, the next thing is um, just the message and what they preach. Do they actually read the Bible to begin with? Mm-hmm. Like, some churches don't. Yeah. They just talk. Yeah. And they I, may... It's a lot of, I feel this way. Yeah. I feel this in my spirit. Yeah. Like, coming from the pastor. And yeah. it's not so much like, this is what the Bible <laughs> says, right? This is what God's word is is telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, the, the first church we went to here was really the first church I've ever experienced where it doesn't really teach Bible. So, I don't really know much about that. However, I have heard from a lot of people that some churches just don't teach the Bible. They just, like, talk and give advice. Yeah. Which is weird, but... It's not so much teaching. It was more so, I'm going to teach you about something else, and then I'm going to give you a Bible verse that kind of relates to it, which is what happened. Yeah. (laughs) So this is in no way of me saying, like, you don't need teachers or anything like that. This is just what the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Mm -hmm. So 1 John 2, verse 20, it says, But you are not like that, for the Holy Spirit has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between the truth and lies. What what I'm saying is, is when you go to a church and you're filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to let you know very, very early on if this church is actually in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Are they actually speaking the truth? Or are they actually speaking complete bogusness? Mm-hmm. And th- this is what the Bible says. Yeah. So again, it wasn't for us, but or that church wasn't for us. It was for some people, but that's how we're kind of going about finding the right church and whatnot. But that verse really sums up how we felt two Sundays ago. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Not saying that they don't have like good intention in their heart, just like for what God spoke to us on that day and what we felt in our spirit, not good. Not good at all. All right, what's the third point, honey? I would say the third one is what the church offers. Oh, here we go. And this could be anything. This okay. could be groups. Um, this could be like conferences. Like are there events that they're putting on that you can mm-hmm. get involved in? Yeah. Because I know that there's like a, a stigma around church right? Everyone's like, you don't need a church. I have a personal relationship with God. Yeah. It is a personal relationship. Yeah. Right. However. And that's lazy. Yeah. Jesus was in community. Mm -hmm. It is just the four walls around the building, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like some huge church that you need to go to like, but he does call us to be in community. Right. And does the church offer groups during the week? Right. We go to church on Sunday. And what's that one song that's like, I don't want a Sunday morning faith. Right. I want to be able to be with you 
throughout my entire week. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Monday, you spend time alone with Jesus. And then Tuesday, you go to a group, right? And then what are they doing in the community? This church that we just went to this morning mentioned how they were packing Thanksgiving meals like a couple days prior. Mm -hmm. So are they actually going out and like actively serving their community? So just what, what actions are they taking, right? They can put all of this money and all of these people behind cameras and make it all pretty for online but are they really in their hearts and in their spirits like serving the lord Mm -hmm. right and this this church had a lot of opportunities yeah dude we're gonna be we're gonna be busy during the week with this church that's for sure yeah we're gonna have something to do every night that's a good point honey what do they offer i don't really have anything to add on that okay (laughs) (laughs) that was a really good point hit the nail on the head yeah do you have any other points um i think the the next point i want to make kind of already touched on it but it just comes to like honor and honoring god and respecting god Mm -hmm. Um, but that kind of comes with like welcoming it's the whole checking off the box thing today it did not feel like we were checking off a box it actually felt like we learned a lot we were convicted a lot and we had fun yeah. I had fun. I did too. Did you have fun? I had oh, fun. Yeah. 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 This, I'm trying, I'm still trying to get used to going to church with you. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the first Sunday we went, you were like, do you like it? And I'm like, I love it. And she was like, okay. And well, was, that was as soon as we walked in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I love it because I'm with you. How can I hate something yeah. when I'm with you? <laughs> in the back of my head, I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, I'm not going to lie. Like I've never felt that way to the I've point never, where yeah. I literally wanted to get up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Not even in the Methodist church, I never felt like that. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. And I think maybe I was a little bit too young to understand also when I was yeah. in the Methodist church, but it was never like in my mind of like, I'm just going to get up and leave. My parents can find me because yeah. I was like 12, 13 years old. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I did not pay attention. I, we all, all, my youth group always sat in the balcony on our phones. Oh, really? Oh yeah. So I don't even know like what I heard half the time. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was not good. I don't recommend doing that. Wow. In fact, you should probably put your phone on Do Not Disturb unless you're taking notes because I know you take notes on your phone. Yeah, but, I take notes on my phone. Um, that's different. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Okay, sure. <clears throat> um, that's it. Oh, okay. Just, re- just respect and honoring God. Like, are, and, is the church honoring God? Yeah, is the church yeah. honoring God? And you'll be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. You'll be able to tell. It's not something where you have to like observe every little thing yeah and see if they're actually honoring god no you'll see very early on and you can you can tell by the way that they talk yeah about their church yeah right mm-hmm. and that one was very like if we give any more details people might figure out which one we're talking about yeah. but <laughs> no we're not we're not bashing we're not no. bashing that church we're just saying it wasn't for us yeah we're Honestly, what we're doing is we're comparing two churches that we went to. Yeah. And one we like ex- exponentially more than the other one. Yeah. It's not that the other church was bad. It just wasn't. Are they still doing God's work? Yeah. Sure. They, They're they feeding people their Dr. Pepper and people are getting refreshed on it. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted Coke instead, I guess. Coca-Cola. Yeah. So that's that's the list that I wanted to go over. Oh, also about the honoring God thing. The honoring and respecting God doesn't come from just the pastor and the worship team. It comes from the people that are already in the sanctuary. Yeah. That's how you'll be able to tell. Yeah. That Or that's how I tell. I don't tell from the pastor and the worship team. Yeah. I tell from the people that are already in there. Yeah. Like, and, like the visitors. Yeah, the visitors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The people that attend. And yeah. Oof. A lot of honor going down. Oh, and the, this morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. A lot of respect. Hands in the air. Everyone was paying attention. Yeah. And the thing is, is we talked about this the other day, it's the difference between like knowing he's the Lord and then having him be your Lord. Exactly. And today it was like, yeah, he is my Lord. And I know that for a fact. Yes. Not just saying, yeah, he is. Yeah. Like claiming he is and following him. Yeah. That's how you really know. Yeah. Because... The, the, the difference is just the whole submission aspect. Yeah. And you can tell when people are submitted and when they're just doing it to check off a box. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all a heart posture and passion and love. All right. So, honey, let's get into the message we talked about today. Oh, boy. It's juicy. Oh, my gosh. So good. You want to just go right into it? Yeah. Just like, just like general message. Also, you look. Oof. Go ahead, honey. Thanks, honey. Really good. Um, mm. Just like give like a brief overview about what he talked about. We can dive into some verses. So basically he talked about um, what is what I don't even remember what book it was in. Luke. Luke. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were all fishing. Obviously, it's their job. They're doing it all the time. They go to fish and they don't catch anything. And all night they keep doing it. And then Jesus is like, throw your net on the other side and you'll catch more. And Peter's like, all right, dude, I literally do this for a living, but whatever. They do it and they catch a bunch of fish. And then Jesus is like, okay, now you're going to go fish for people. Fish, mm-hmm. Be a fisher of men, right? Correct. Yeah. So to give you all some backstory, so this is Luke 5. Um, we will start at verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he had said to Simon, this is Jesus speaking, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. And then we go on to verse 9. And it goes on to say, For he was all struck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebed. I have never seen that word in the Bible ever. Zebed? Yeah. Z. Yeah. Someone can correct me. I'm not perfect. So I'm not going to lie. In the Old Testament, I use the Bible app because half those words, I don't know how to pronounce them. It reads it to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, sons of Zebed were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So good. So (coughs) good. So this pastor literally explained it in a way that, I mean, I've read that message Mm -hmm. a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And he explained it in a way that I had never understood it. Yeah. And it was so good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So if you go out fishing and you just have a fishing pole. You can put bait on your fishing pole for what you want to catch, whether it's bass, whether it's a catfish, whether it's crappie, whether it's bluegill, whether it's a shark, whatever it may be. You put the right bait on there to catch the right stuff. What Jesus is saying is literally make a net, throw it out, and just reel up whoever you catch. Yeah, That's what he's saying. He was like, you don't have a target on who you're supposed to share the good news with and share the gospel. Yeah. 
nuts. Yeah, it was so good. And and honestly, part of me felt like the Lord this morning was literally like, this is why you didn't like the church that you went to last weekend. Mm-hmm. Because it was, they were fishing with fishing poles with certain bait. Yep. That's exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. The message, like the chant that they did at the beginning, mm-hmm. like everything was targeted to a specific group of people. Yep. And this morning when he mentioned that, and then right before we left, I really looked around the room and I was like, this church, yes, it might be a large church, right? But he mentioned that this morning, how mm-hmm. big churches sometimes have a bad rep, Yeah. but they're fishing with a big net, Yeah, right? they are. And they're catching a lot of people. And I feel like a lot of times, and and this is how I felt in the Methodist church growing up, was they weren't welcoming to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I have family members in my family that don't have a really good past. And when they would come to church with me, the people at the Methodist church were just not welcoming at all. We are all a mess, right? And we all have been saved by Jesus as believers. Why would we ever want to have someone miss out on that? Because we're judging them. Mm -hmm. Like we, and and that's, that's the part that was convicting, right? So the message half, half of it was, you're welcome here. We love you. We're casting a big net. We're all a mess. We don't care what your past is. In fact, he made a really good comment about how a lot of people come to him with their messages, right? Their testimonies. And he's like, I've heard, wild things and he's like never once have i heard someone say i came to jesus at five years old and i've been following the lord ever since yep that's just not normal and we're all broken um that's why we need jesus Mm -hmm. and why are certain churches fishing with fishing poles Mm -hmm. and not being welcoming to everyone us being christians why are we doing the same thing right sometimes i catch myself doing that which Mm -hmm. is the part that was convicting for me this morning yeah it was like why am i being picky especially we're in a new city we only know each other i want to get in community i want to make friends and i don't want to be picky about the friends that i make right Mm -hmm. i want them to lead me closer to jesus Mm -hmm. and what better way to do that than being friends with women that are broken and have a bad past like me Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So this just brought me to something. So the churches that fish with fishing poles instead of nets is the reason why people are turned away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's the whole, well, I'm not going to go to Jesus because this one church targeted this and did this. They were racist and they did this. And it's like. Go to a different church. Go to a different church. But they don't want to do that because they haven't experienced Jesus' love yet. Yes. So until they experience Jesus' love, that's when they're going to be like, oh, well, that church is not for me, you know? And they're broken too, just like I am. I just don't want to turn back there. Like, we have no hate. We have nothing against this other church we didn't go to. We love them with all our hearts. We just didn't want to return back, and that's mm-hmm. completely fine. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were have to go there not having received Jesus yet— and we already had hate in our heart because if you don't have Jesus' love in your heart, you have hate. It's all you have. Um, then that's when we would have a lot more remorse for other churches out there that are doing it for very good reasons mm-hmm. and are wanting to accept everyone like this church we went to today. Or not that the other church didn't want to accept other people, but yeah, very, very good passage about that with um, nets and stuff like that. And it even it spoke to me in a way where just with people who DM me about not knowing how to experience God's love and stuff like that. And they'll tell me their past. I've never known how to navigate some stuff. Um, Like people have came to me, Hey, I used to be gay. I'm not now. 
I want Jesus. I don't know how to do that. It's like, I don't relate to that. So I don't, I've never been gay, <laughs> you know? So I don't know how to, I don't know how to relate to it. So prior, um, when I was just getting saved, I kind of thought everyone was on like the same sanctification process mm-hmm. and like everyone kind of came from the same past. But to tell you the truth, everyone experiences Jesus in a different way and they get there in a different way, but you're, you're led to the same cross. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was kind of saying today in that one other photo Mm -hmm. is he was like, or you can have this prostitute and you can have this homo um, sexual person. You can have this transgender, you can have this tax collector and they're all messed up. However, you're all leading him to one person. And just to be completely transparent and vulnerable, right when I got saved, I didn't want to target people that were gay and transgender and stuff like that because I didn't know how to relate to them. Now it's coming more and more clear. It's not about where their past is. It's about where you're leading them to. Mm -hmm. Again, I used to not be like that right when I got saved. I'm like, because also in business, you get taught, you need target audience, you need to do this. This is how you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And Jesus isn't like that. Mm -hmm. Jesus actually says the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say you need to target audience. You need to only target them. Bring them here. He says, no, you're going to have a net and you're going to fish for everyone. Whoever comes up, you better spread them the good news. Mm -hmm. That's that's what he says. Mm -hmm. So that that's what really changed for me today. But I wanted to tell them the one story about how this church started. So this church we went to today Um, They moved here in 99, I think. Mm -hmm. They opened their church in 2000, and there was a population of 24,000 people in the city where they opened. So he was like, all we did for advertising was we put on a billboard, and it says, church service at 10 a.m., come join. Three other churches started at the exact same date. So on that Sunday, three other churches started. And again, this is only population of 24,000. And there were already churches that were planted, but three other new churches got planted on that Sunday. So four churches total. So um, they had the church service, and then the next week they were setting up for the next Sunday, and one of his church friends that, were, that was an owner of the other church came, and he talked to him about the service last week, and he was like, hey man, how many did you have? And he was like, dude, I had, I had 53 people. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, and then the guy was like, well, what, what was the offering like too? And he was like, dude, they gave us $3,000 and which is, that's really good. (laughs) We did the math. It's like almost $60 a person. Michelle and I looked at each other. We were like, these people are generous. (laughs) First Sunday. Yeah. yeah, For just going, you paid $56 and a couple change (laughs) to go watch this guy talk. I wish, I seriously wish. Must have been a good message. That's what I was going to say. I wish I could have heard the message. Yeah. Um, He said that. And then, of course, he replies and said, how did yours go? The dude goes, dude, we had over 800 people and over $100,000 in offering. And the pastor's like, oh, good for you, bro. And um, in his heart, he was really jealous. Mm -hmm. And he was like, why did God tell me to do this? And like... I suck like I haven't I haven't received anything or not not as much as him very long parable not gonna read it all so it's in Matthew 25 
um, starting at verse 14. It's the parable of the three servants. To sum it up, it is three servants. They're all provided with something else. All right. One with a lot, one with, you know, some, and then one with a little. All right. And what Jesus basically is teaching in this parable is it doesn't matter how much you are given. It just matters on how well you steward what is given to you. And the reason why I wanted to go over this was because when I started my business and I invited God into my business as well, when I got saved is I was like, well, God, I've invited you in. Why haven't you blessed me yet with more finances? Because I just, I just want to do better. Like, I believe you put on my heart that I need to provide for my family and this and that. And all these other businesses, they don't even have you in their life. And they're doing so much better. And it feels like I'm doing so much more. The blessing doesn't always come with finances. The blessing a lot of times come with, comes with character. And with God, what he has blessed me with in my business I'm still figuring out how to steward it. It's not like you're perfect at stewarding something immediately. He's not going to give you something more until you can steward what you already have very, very well. So just to give some encouragement to someone else, if you're in the season of like maybe comparing your scenario to someone else's, um, it's not necessarily that God isn't blessing you. You know, maybe he's trying to work on your character or maybe he's trying to help you steward the thing you already have a lot better before you're given more. And even that, if someone is given more, it's not like it makes their life easier. If God were to bless me with more finances, more money, stuff like that, it's not like my stress levels would necessarily go down. They would honestly go up because I would have more stuff to manage. God's timing is always perfect. Um, so just because you may not have it now doesn't mean that you're not going to have it in the future. What do you want to say about that, baby? That was really good, first of all. Yeah. And I also have a point to make about that because I feel like a lot of times it is tangible blessings. And I just want to apologize to anyone that was taught a gospel of believe in Jesus and you'll just receive, mm-hmm. receive, receive, receive. Yeah. Because like you said, blessings come in many different ways. And we kind of talked about this earlier um, after we got back because you watched John Bevere's message and he was talking about character. Dude, if we get him on this podcast, it's game over. <laughs> That'll probably be We cool. got to get John on this thing. <laughs> we'll convince him. Um, he is so good. He, he has taught Asher and I so much and he is just so well-spoken and explains stuff so well. Yeah. Very good teacher. If y'all don't know who John Bevere is, I'm not even kidding. Click pause on this podcast, go watch his video and say, for the good ministry sent me over here. Um, and then you can continue. <laughs> go watch any of his videos. It doesn't matter. Or read his books. Or read his books. Doesn't matter. They're um, all so good. But I think a lot of times, which is kind of what I felt at the first church that we went to, um, it's like, come to Jesus and give him your life and he's going to make you rich. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of churches have turned into that. And I think it's, I, I think the reason behind it, personal opinion, is because they want more offerings, mm. right? And it's not that they, it's not that they were like being stingy with it. It's just like they're having trouble bringing in money, genuinely. Yeah. Um, so they're like trying to preach this gospel that's come to Jesus and, and you'll get wealthy. Yeah, the blessings come in, in so many different ways. And the biggest is character. Mm-hmm. Once you come to Jesus and he works on you internally, and it's not so much like, yes, the Holy Spirit 
is powerful and can literally change you from the inside out. A lot of times your character will also develop through things that you experience. Mm -hmm. Over the past two years, the people that have been in my life before I gave my life to Jesus and then witnessed it after, the biggest thing that they say is is your character is so different. The way Mm -hmm. that you handle situations And it's like, well, yeah, because after I gave my life to Jesus, like he taught me how to handle things, Mm -hmm. right? By putting me through things and making me rely on him. What did we say the other day? Like Jesus is going to give you things that you can't handle Mm -hmm. without him. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he wants us to rely on him. Yeah. Um, And ultimately he gets the glory, right? It's not, I was given this huge, huge thing and I got through it on my own. It's like, no, the reason I got through it is because of Jesus. Yeah, that was yeah, that was just a really, really, really good point. Mm-hmm. We, we go. really just scraped the surface of this message. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember, we talked about your true mission on this earth. We don't adjust the mission of Jesus to align with our mission. We adjust our mission to align with His. So good. Oof. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in the last episode, so go check it out if you mm. missed it, but it doesn't matter what you are doing, right? Literally we're, doesn't matter. We're sitting here recording a podcast. Yeah. Yes. We're trying to grow the kingdom by speaking about the things that we're, we're learning, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that Jesus has changed our lives. You can be in any industry doing any job, any part of the world, yeah. literally doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if you are bringing people to Jesus, that is your mission, right? Mm -hmm. It's to grow the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole goal behind what we're doing right now. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's such a good point. If you are working a nine to five corporate job, um, you wake up at seven, go to the gym, go to your nine to five job, you know, 1 p.m. rolls around, um, your coworker comes to you. She has problems about whatever. And you say, I'm so sorry to hear that. Would you be open to praying with me? That's ministry. It really is. That's 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 and your mission, right? That's all, that's all it is. Yeah. That's your mission right there. And a lot of times, I think this is also discounted. And this is something that I've learned in my life because of the way that my coworkers interacted with me. I think a lot of times it's the just the way that you live, right? So, yeah, if... If you don't feel led by the spirit to pray for someone, that's okay. In that moment, you can pray for them in private, whatever it may be. But I think a lot of times it's just like people will enjoy being around you because you you display Jesus. Because I I don't want to say that I was shy in my faith at the beginning, but I kind of was after like working this job for two years because I gave my life to Jesus shortly before I got this job. That I have right now and they know that I'm a Christian without me openly talking about it and it's just because of the way that I live the way that I display Christ in work the things that I do yeah I think there's just many ways to to share it mm-hmm. this man I kid you not literally has Bible for everything remember the first conversation we had on the phone we were just going back and forth and multiple times I said something and he was like, I got Bible for that. I got Bible for that. I got Bible for that. And I like didn't, this is another thing that's, that's so powerful. You read the Bible, 
you will start speaking the Bible without knowing that you're speaking the Bible. And if you're talking to another believer, they will literally tell you, wait, that I know where that's at. Mm -hmm. Like I know what verse that is. And it's like, wait a second. So all of this reading that I'm doing is actually in my brain. Dude, the the coolest thing when Michelle and I started dating was she was the first person I talked to that had the same spiritual Bible mind as me. And it was the coolest thing because I've never had that before. I don't know if it was because I was necessarily like scared to talk to someone else about it. Honey, yeah. I think God just knew what he was doing. Yeah. And he knew he, that we just, we, we just need to stop guessing. And we're just so like, well. yeah, God, God has his breath all over it. Um, anyways, so we were talking about actually, I'm just going to read it. OK, here we go. What are you reading? Uh, this is Luke four, starting at verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to to proclaim the captives that will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This is who Jesus is saying. This is who you need to be speaking to. Now, obviously he left a lot of things out, but the poor does not mean, and this is what John was saying today. Mm Mm-hmm. The poor does not mean that they don't have any money. Right. The poor means that they're spiritually poor. Mm -hmm. They don't have the Holy Spirit in them. And again, when Jesus talks about, and the blind will then start to see, he's not saying people that actually can't see anything. He's saying saying people that are spiritually blind. Don't discount those miracles because that's that's happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in this this context. And he's also talking about the oppressed. And again, Mm -hmm. this isn't the oppressed is in like slaves and stuff like that it's spiritually oppressed right bible right there is literally saying if your coworker is spiritually poor spread them the good news mm-hmm. if your mother or your sister is spiritually blind they will see once you share them the good news then their eyes will be open to it there's no target audience to spread the good news with yeah um that Bible verse really hits it on the head. And I, I want to go <coughs> back to what we just talked about and how important it is to share the love of Jesus in the context of church the proper way and the Jesus way, right? Phil just came out with that song, the Jesus. Mm-hmm. I choose the Jesus way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I really want to hit on that because I saw a video the other day that I actually saw the original video on TikTok and then... Uh, she got interviewed by someone else uh, about her whole experience, but she used to be a man and she started going to church when she was a man. Everyone just welcomed her in Mm -hmm. the way that she was. They had no idea. They literally thought it was just a man and they were like, you're welcome here. We love you. And she opened up. I think some people followed her on social media and saw that she was previously a female And the way that the church handled the situation is why she is following Jesus today and why she is back to being a female, the way that God made her. Oh, she transitioned back? Yes. And they interviewed her and they were talking about it. And she was like, the reason why I actually, because following that life wasn't fulfilling. And of course not. She knew that she was missing something. Yeah. So she got curious. She went to church. They figured it out. They, They brought her to the side and they were like, hey. We love you. We want you here. Um, We know about your past and we don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just pray that you will be open to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. They didn't like try to rush the process, right? Sanctification is a process. So if someone just gave their life to Jesus and goes out to the bar on Friday night and you're like, what? You're not a Christian. You're, 
you're a liar, like all this stuff. It's like, no, I guarantee it. If they accepted the Holy Spirit, they will get convicted about doing yeah, that yeah, action, yeah. right? That's not your job. Yeah. They were just like, we'll just pray for you and we'll pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide you and that you'll be obedient, yeah. right? And you won't just try to push it away because you personally want to choose that life. Yeah. It made her angry at first, but she was like, they were so loving that it was impossible for me to not be okay with it. Got convicted fully started to transition back into a woman wow. and be the the woman that God created her to be. Um, and now she's speaking openly about it. And the person that was interviewing her was like, that church that you went to, we need more churches like that. Yeah. And it's so true. And when I first watched that video, I was like, that would be really hard for me in that situation. Like being completely vulnerable and open with you guys, like that's been something that I've been struggling with, especially with the way that the world is. And, yeah. and that area just tends to be a little bit more hateful yeah. towards Christians. Yeah. And I think it's because of what they've experienced. Yeah. So I've always been nervous yeah. about like approaching yeah. um, people like that. Hearing that message and then also the message this morning was just really like, mm -hmm. I want to love those people for where they're at. Mm -hmm. And part of it is like, I, and I think sometimes people feel this way. It's like, I want to take control into my own hands and I want to help this person. Right. I like, I want to take you to the clinic and I want you to get everything yeah, first. Yeah. But it's like, wait a second. That's not my job. Yeah. Right. If I want, and, and this is something that like Asher and I are very in tune about, like I'll think about something and then like Asher will do it based on the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, I'm not saying that this is possible all the time, but it does happen very frequently. Yeah. Um, like I was literally crying, calling him and I was like, I just really want him to pick up the phone. He's busy. He's not answering. I was like, God, please. I just need to talk to him right now. I was having a mental breakdown about something that had just happened and I was mm -hmm. bawling my eyes out. I was in the shower, honey. That's and, what happened. And yeah. he literally got out and I was crying when he picked up the phone and he said, I literally knew it. Yeah. Like I could feel it in the spirit. So it's not our personal job to fix someone, mm -hmm. right? All we're supposed to do is say, Jesus loves you. This is what I've experienced. I <laughs> truly believe it. If you've experienced a transformation, why would you ever discount that to someone else? Mm -hmm. And why yeah. would you ever say that it's not possible? Yeah, exactly. Because um, the transformation from you from a drug, a drug addict is the same thing from a transformation from someone that is a transgender that used to be a guy that transitioned to a girl and then now she likes to have sex with girls now she's trying to go all the way back it's like that's the same transformation it is and, and same thing now in the world it may look like a bigger process but in the eyes of god it's not no it's not and and what's crazy is i feel like a lot of times people don't talk about this either is like prison ministry mm -hmm. right they're Dude. like, oh, are you kidding me? Like that person literally killed someone or literally committed this huge yeah. crime. And you're really going to tell them that they're going to be able to be okay if you give them Jesus. It's like, yeah. I know what the Holy Spirit's capable of. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm never going to discount that to somebody. Yeah. So I feel like that's the importance of the churches. And it, it's it's their job to be welcoming mm -hmm. and to be loving. And just hearing that firsthand at the first message when we went to this new church, like that was just like, okay, yeah, like that's mm -hmm. their mission and that's our mission. Yeah. We don't know your story. Um, we pray that you feel welcome to watch this and yeah. that we're not targeting a specific audience. 
uh, we love everybody mm-hmm. and we know what the Holy Spirit's capable of. And we don't ever want to have someone miss out on that because we don't talk about it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just encourage you guys to go out there and have a conversation with someone that you normally wouldn't feel comfortable talking to mm-hmm. and just being open to loving those that are lost and in a bad situation, whether or not it's related to you because all sin is sin in God's eyes, right? So I could have committed something totally different than you, but it's all equal in his eyes and it's all sin. So no matter what someone's struggling with, be loving towards them, welcome them in. If you have experienced church hurt from a different church that may not have represented Jesus well and made you feel welcome for where you're at. I just pray that you don't blame the church because Jesus' love is so powerful and I don't want anyone to get to the last day and say, I'm not following you because of an imperfect person. Mm -hmm. Because he already tells us in the Bible that there's going to be a lot of people that represent him wrong. And if you don't fully trust in him, like we could have easily gone to that first church and been like, I hate Jesus. Yep. And that was not how we felt at all. It was, I love Jesus. I don't want to return to this church. Yeah, it was the, I love Jesus so much and this church isn't for me. Yeah. So don't blame the church. I know that a lot of people have experienced church hurt in different ways. We've experienced it differently than, than what some people unfortunately have to go through. But it's never on Jesus Mm -hmm. because that is never what he intended. And if you read this book, you will find out his character and that is just not it. And also what we're not discounting is the church hurt you go through. Cause I've heard a lot of bad stories about pastors doing sexual things to little children and stuff like that. We're not discounting how much damage that will actually do to you. That is very damaging. What we are saying is Jesus isn't like that and imperfect Jesus, people are like that and jesus didn't do it yeah right mm-hmm. and a lot of times i think people are like well god allowed it to happen to me yeah. right you you could have experienced something really traumatizing and one day you might meet someone that also unfortunately had to go through the same thing and if you're out of it and you are spiritually strengthened by what you went through you're going to be able to be a light in their life mm-hmm so never discount anything that you go through because mm-hmm. um, he can use all things for his good. Yeah, that's facts. You have anything else to add? That's it, my love. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And we will see you next week on another episode. <laughs>